Hello, dear friends. Welcome to another episode of Native New Life. We believe that this study today can be of tremendous encouragement to the hearts of us who are preparing for the kingdom that's to come. Today, we find ourselves in windy but beautiful Monument Valley, right on the border of Utah and Arizona. May I say that this study could be one of the most encouraging ventures that you've ever experienced. We've entitled the study, The Threads of Life, and you'll see why. Our God has created you and me in such a way that unless we are arrogant and stubborn, we can't but help respond to his loving leading. The Book of Heaven says, I drew them to me with threads or cords of love and kindness. You see, God wants to be our friend. The question is, are we willing to follow him when he calls us? Especially when we see that he wants only the best for us. He says, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. I don't call you my servants, but my friends. I remember so well when I first began to understand how much God loves me, loves me just as I am, no matter where I'm at. And though I am weak, in His kindness, He has worked it out to forgive me of my shortcomings and to give me the gift of eternal life. I can tell you, it has given me peace and joy I never thought possible. But, you know, through the years I've learned something. Even after one understands God's incredible love and plan for them, to every Christian there will come times in life when we can feel hopeless and just plain unworthy of it all. I know. I too have had these down times. And do you know why that is? There are two reasons. First, as we come closer and closer to Jesus, we will realize how terribly weak and so self-centered we really are. As a result, we can find it hard to believe that a righteous God can truly love us and accept us as His children. My friends, whenever you're discouraged, God wishes for you to come to Him just as you are and He will help you. Let me explain. The fact is that we all have inherited weaknesses from our parents and their forefathers that were developed through generations by their sinful past practices and lifestyles. Because of this, it's discouraging when we find it naturally easy to do wrong when we really wish to do what's right. But friends, here is a thread of hope. Even though holy men like the Apostle Paul found himself in the same predicament, in the end he says there's hope. This is what he said, Because of my sinful nature, what I do is not always the good I want to do, and I end up doing the things I don't want to do. Now, if I do what I really don't want to do, I'm not actually the one doing it. It's my sinful human nature pushing me to do it. He continues, 
But thanks be to God, this problem has been solved for me by Jesus Christ. Secondly, the other reason why we get discouraged is because there are evil powers that walk this earth constantly, telling us that we will never be good enough to live in a beautiful, righteous heaven that God is now preparing for us. By reminding us of our mistakes and weaknesses, our enemy consistently tries to make us feel guilty and unworthy of God's love. The Book of Heaven warns us, Woe unto those who dwell on the earth, for the devil, who has been cast down to the earth, accuses us day and night, and walks about seeking whom he may devour, because he knows he has just but a short time. But remember this, God is always by your side. He assures us with this promise, I will neither leave you nor ever forsake you. Precious. This is another thread of hope that God wishes to weave into the fabric of our daily lives. Yet we know that the evil one continually harasses those who desire to live right. The Book of Heaven says that they work day and night, 25 hours a day, telling us that really we're not good enough. I don't know how many times as a pastor that my phone has rung late at night from those who can't sleep because of the load of guilt that they wrestle with, guilt that the evil one piles on them and reminds them of. Satan and his demons may say something like this, look, we got thrown out of heaven for the same rebellious thoughts and acts of sin that you've done. You're no different. Do you think God is going to let you into heaven when you have done the same things? So now these evil angels who have eternally lost out on heaven and have no conscience will not be satisfied until they can take us out with them. So watch out. Stay alert and be careful, the book of heaven says because your adversary, the devil, is roaming around like a hungry lion, seeking to destroy anyone he can. So with all these things stacked up against us, it's no wonder that it's possible for even the best Christians to sometimes get discouraged and maybe even give up their walk with Christ. But don't do that. All heaven is waiting to help us. The Book of Heaven puts it this way, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I will strengthen thee. I will help you. The key to this is learning to turn to Jesus in all these times. So what do you do when this happens? What does our Creator wish us to understand when discouragements and doubts creep in? Here is one of the greatest threads of life and hope the Book of Heaven counsels us with. What shall we say in response to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God loved us so much that he did not spare his own son, wouldn't he willingly do anything else to help us? But here is our part to play in all this. The Book of Heaven again counsels to fill your minds only with things that are true, honest, and just. Think about these things. So the number one thing that God would have us remember when we feel our weakness is that He loves us just the way we are and He wants us to come to Him right where we're at. 
When we do this, he says he can step in and help us. Just like a loving parent who loves their children as they watch them grow and learn through their different stages in life, so God loves you, but thousands times more. You see, God is not demanding your instant perfection, but rather your willingness to be molded into His image day by day, moment by moment. As we continue to learn to surrender all to Him, we'll become a part of His precious family. The Book of Heaven puts it this way, Because of His love, God decided to secure our destiny by adopting us as His children through Jesus Christ according to His good pleasure and will. Way before you were born, our Creator God designed you to be the way you are. He purposely gave life to you in order for you to experience utmost freedom and total happiness and in turn honor Him as your Creator. Now again, in this old world some of us have defects because of heredity or even because of wrong choices we may have made in the past. But friends, these defects could be changed and done away with if we just allow Jesus to help us with them. And you know, the great news is that when Jesus comes again, sin and the powers of darkness will be entirely eliminated. The Book of Heaven puts it this way, sin with its arrogance and rebellion will not arise a second time. But here is the key. The Book of Heaven says, those who have been changed by the power of the Holy Spirit set their minds on what the Holy Spirit wants. Obeying our sinful self brings death, but obeying the things of the Spirit brings life and peace. Friends, when we have a willing attitude of allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, God can work with us throughout all eternity. But the question is, are we willing to choose to let God lead us day by day and moment by moment? The key is learning to trust Him with your life now and develop a desire to trust Him forever. This is what God looks for in His judgments. Remember, no matter under what circumstances you were born, never ever think you were born by a mistake or accident. You were precious to your Creator right from the beginning. You see, Jesus loved you and had you covered way before you were born. Referring to his nail-scarred hands from his crucifixion for each of us, he said this, How can I forget you? I have engraved your name on the palms of my hands. You are always in my thoughts. How can I forget you? So you see, my friends, before you were born, God wanted you, or you wouldn't be alive today. He takes responsibility for what He creates and gives life to. Our Creator puts it this way, Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I selected you. You are my people. I created you. I called you out for my glory. Praise the Lord. You have always been important to God. You are a delight to Him. And like us with our children, you are always on God's heart. The second thing that we must always remember is that we are uniquely a child of God. 
There's nobody else in all the world like us. We're very special to him. You see, when the Creator formed you in your mother's womb, he wove specific threads of personality, talents, and character within you so that you could experience the greatest joys of life, not only on earth here now, but throughout eternity in heaven. Our lives are so much like these beautiful Indian blankets. Every thread that's been woven into our lives by the Lord has meaning and purpose for His overall design for our lives today and forever. Not only are they beautiful to behold, but each blanket has a specific pattern with a specific story designed or put there by the Master Maker to tell the world. Now, please meet my friend Charlie Whitehorse and Priscilla. I'm here with Charlie Whitehorse. Charlie is one of our spiritual leaders here in this area. He's going to show us and introduce us to Priscilla, a friend of his who is a master carpet weaver. Hey, Levin, yeah, what are you for the sake of our guests, what are the meanings of those designs that you do? Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. For this one, it's called Yeibiche. And it's a man, they do their winter, these are winter gods. And this is their body, their belt and the skirt and their leg and the moccasin. And then the face, this is the, 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 the plant that they wear to dance around their neck and the feather. Another feather goes down that way and there's another body. This is the head one. Then it goes, the body goes all the way around and then the head goes back to there. And then this one, there's going to be more right here. This is called the yay um, pattern here. Over there is the tree of life with the birds and there's feathers and then there's a basket and they all mean something to us in the corn pollen. And then it goes around, this is the storm pattern. Ganado red, Ganado red, eye dazzler for horse blanket, a dress, and then some more, uh, two gray heels, way over there in the, um, the beige. Well, we have um, brown sheep, black sheep, white sheep. That's the natural color sheep we have. And the white one, uh, we dye with the plant, either the roots or the whole flower or, or just the flower part. And we have some examples right here. Each color is very important to us. All the patterns and design that we have, it's not written on a paper or um, we don't sketch it. We have it in our head. And um, after 
when we do, when we do our rugs from the beginning, it was really fun to the middle. And then from there to the middle on up to the finish. With the needle, you have to go like one string all the way up until you finish. If it has a border, like a picture frame, um, they call it a spirit line or a, a lifeline, whichever way you want to call it. They say that there's um, aesthetic um, rugs that's made by you. And then um, your next design will st still be there in your head. So that's why they call it spirit line. And, uh, and right here, um, somewhere right in there, there's one there. I think that the one's way up there, like this kind. <clears throat> they have it, an opening right here. All the ones that we did are like that. That's what it's called spirit or lifeline. So that, that means that we did it. It's very important to me. That's my design and my work and everything I did with my rug is from me, my hand and my head. And that is very important to me. Wasn't that a beautiful design that Priscilla was weaving into her rug? She is so proud of it because she put her whole heart in it. It was designed from her own creation. It's a part of who she is. She chose and weaved into her masterpiece just the right colors of thread at the right time and place. And she does know that because of all of her hard work, the blanket she has made will be a blessing to all who will see it. It's the same with your life and mine. We are all especially designed and made to experience a life of utmost joy and to be in turn a fountain of God's blessing to all others that we come in contact with. There's no one else like you. There are things that God will do for you and through you that nobody else in the world can do in your place. God has a special plan for your life, so embrace it and never forget that you are uniquely special to Him. Finally, another truth that God wants us to keep in mind and that few people realize is that we were originally created and designed to live in heaven forever. Did you know that? Let's remember again one of the most wonderful threads of life. It is through Christ that we are included in God's plan and are destined for heaven, which is His purpose and will for all who accept His Son. The only prerequisite is that we accept Jesus. You see, He is our passport to eternity. Heaven will be such an amazing place. There we will have the ability to learn and know so much more than we do here on earth. Take for example, our wonderful brain and its capacity for learning. Do you realize that we only use a very small fraction of our brain's ability in our lifetime here on earth? Scientists tell us that even Albert Einstein, who is known for his marvelous intellect, only used up to one-fourth of his brain ability during his life. God's Word in the Book of Heaven tells us that we will be learning throughout ceaseless ages of eternity. We will then be able to fully expand our knowledge and exercise our fantastic mind's abilities to do all the things that God created us for. 
You see, our Creator has always planned for you to live eternally. He has predestined you to be like Jesus and to live forever. And that's a fact. Listen to God's plan for you. God has predestined those who believe in Him to be like His Son. So He gives us all the help we need. Therefore, whoever responds to God's call and believes in His Son, He justifies. And those whom He justifies, He intends to glorify. The only way we're going to miss out in heaven is if we continually refuse to let God lead us and we stubbornly reject Jesus as our Savior. It's as simple as that. Now I'd like to have you travel with me to the beautiful Northwest to meet a dear friend of mine, Brian Clattisby. Hello, my name is Brian Clattisby. With me is my wife, Nina. We live on the Swinomish Indian Reservation located in Washington State. I am currently the chairman of the Swinomish Tribe and I am also the president of the National Congress of American Indians. We are very blessed to be able to live in a community that still does a lot of its culture and symbolism. We are very blessed by the fact that we still use blankets. As long as I can remember, blankets have been a very integral part of our culture and the things that we do. When it comes to funerals, when it comes to weddings, when it comes to memorials, namings, birthdays, blankets seem to be the central theme of all of those uh, ceremonies and get-togethers. We are told that when we blanket our family members at a funeral, that the blankets represent all of the love all of the prayers, all of the kindness, all of the goodness that has been shown to the family that is in mourning, those family members get blanketed and they are told that when they are going to have tough times after the funeral that they are to take that blanket, to wrap themselves in that blanket and symbolically feel all the love, all the sharing, all the caring that took place for them when they were blanketed after they laid their loved ones to rest. Same as when our young couples get married. They are also wrapped in a blanket because they are now one, wrapped in one blanket. And once again, uh, to show the unity, to show the oneness, to show that they are no longer a part of their nuclear family they grew up in, but they are a part of their own family, just like God had wanted. God has made us all individually different. We have different cultures and different talents, and just like the blankets are woven by different uh, people, and they put their personalities into it and their cultures in it. They're all different. God has made us each individual, and we each are different in our own way. And when you look at these blankets and you look at the designs in them, you know, you have various different tribes putting their logos, putting their designs on these blankets. Uh, and some have salmon on there, uh, some have the bear, the raven, the eagle, uh, because that is like their crest, that is their um, 
what their tribe is known for, the Tlaloc tribe. They have the killer whale on their Pendleton blanket, and we have the salmon on ours because it's so integral to our culture. And various tribes around the nation have created their own Pendletons with uh, their own designs to make them very, very unique. We're so blessed that God has created us very unique. I cannot imagine more than one of me running around on this earth. I am very uh, glad that He has created us the way He has. And the greatest thing out of this being unique in His eyes is that He loves us. He loves us beyond measure. He's got an agape love that we will never ever understand. And just like when these artists created these blankets. They put so much love into these blankets. They created them very unique, just like God created us very unique. Weren't Brian's and Nina's words inspiring? In closing, let me tell you this. When we are constantly willing to learn to let God lead us, He covers us with His blanket of righteousness. God is the only one truly capable of reading the innermost parts of our hearts and actions. He can see everything because He knows you even better than you know yourself. If it isn't truly our desire to live righteously, He also knows that we'd never be happy there. Those who lose out in eternal life will do so because deep in their hearts, they themselves don't want God's ways and by this have chosen to be lost by rejecting God's amazing love. What a sad choice that would be. My friends, you don't have to miss out. You see, God has secured a place for you in heaven if you'll just accept it. What will you do? Thank you for joining us again today. I trust that this episode, The Thread of Life, has been an inspiration to you. And until next time, let only the Good Spirit guide you.